Hey, this is Marila from The Functional Company. All right, today I want to talk about the three percenters. What, who are the three percenters? What are the three percenters? I believe I'm a part of the three percent. And uh, basically, I think that you're a part of the three percent as well. If you're listening to this podcast, you're interested in this kind of information. You are definitely part of the three percent. And so what the three percenters are, are the ones that change the world, you know? Uh, the ones that take responsibility, the ones that actually do something about it, the ones that don't just uh, kind of believe in the status quo. They're not just like, well, you know, you can't do anything about it. Well, you know, everyone else, blah, blah, blah. You know, you just, you're thirsty for knowledge. You're thirsty for change. You know that things need to change and that you can do something about it. And uh, each of us has a sphere of influence, and, that, and that's what we're really trying to impact. You know, whether it's our families, our communities, or uh, you know, a state, a country, etc. Whatever it is, it takes three percent to actually make a significant change in some regard. You know, so there have been studies that have been shown. There have been studies done in terms of other countries where there have been changes, significant changes in government. Uh, and they said, okay, look, where was the threshold when where, there, this was regarding nonviolent protests? They said, where was the threshold? Like, how much percent of the population actually had to come into the nonviolent protests in order for the government to listen, in order for a change to actually occur? And that study showed that it was about 3 to 3.5% is where the threshold was. Once 3 to 3.5% of the population actually uh, non-violently protested something, the government actually listened and there was actually a a significant change to that degree. One of the keys here for me is that it's non-violent protests. So to me, the biggest way to non-violently protest is through knowledge, through actually getting more information because real information, really good, useful information will actually create a significant change in somebody's life. And that's the best type of nonviolent protest in my point of view, right? Um, and so, you know, I'm not the kind of person that just protests through yelling and through creating stops and things like that. But I do heavily protest through different ways. I'll just share with you the way that I protest Uh, certain things that I don't agree with in life you know and then of course you know you just can look for yourself and see what are the ways that you either quote protest or what are the changes that you do that you make in your life you know that are are creating a positive difference for yourself your family your community and beyond you know and so for me probably the biggest protest I have the biggest thing that I, I definitely disagree with in the status quo is uh, like I am making sure that I am awake and alert as much as possible like you know I I don't I haven't shared this part about myself but when I was younger uh, I actually you know was into drugs for some a few years and it was a time in my life where I was not wanting to confront the difficulties that I was facing in life and it was just easier to take something and just kind of numb out and check out. Over the years I've definitely learned that that has actually brought a lot more hardship than than actual uh, change in my life right and so 
over the years I've learned that you know the the biggest thing that I can do one of the, one of the most important things that I can do for myself is to actually be aware and alert as part of that what I've done for myself is that I completely stopped drinking I don't take any pain meds I don't take any even over-the-counter pain meds or anything like that so um, so it's it's kind of like a big deal for me that to say like look you know what's more important for me to be aware and alert or to be relaxed and numb artificially right and so for me it's like any kind of drug any kind of anything no matter what the justification is I'm always comparing it to is this making me more alert and aware or is this compromising my health is this compromising my awareness my alertness because to that degree I'm, I'm less useful you know just now having taken out my my wisdom teeth uh, I haven't had oral surgery it was something I was trying to avoid because I don't like to be put under I, I don't want to have anesthesia I don't want to have anything put in my body chemically that's going to bring my senses down my alertness and awareness down and so it was a huge deal to have to come to that but as always you have to figure out what are the risks what are the benefits and you have to just come to a decision regarding each you know situation and for me it's like okay I had to do it at that point um so you know what's what's really interesting about this is that I I they gave me some pain medications afterwards like a some heavy pain medication I was like I'm not gonna take this I definitely didn't take any pain medications but I took you know with all this inflammation I took uh like an ibuprofen uh three times or a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory right three times in a in a low dose it was like 100 milligrams just one of these over-the-counter ones whoa and I I haven't taken those in I don't know like what is it 2019 so probably in like 10 years or something like that um, and so I, it, it's a very <laughs> it's incredible because I had no idea how strong those things were and they're just over the counter and I used to just take them like for menstrual cramps for headaches for anything you know anytime I had pain before coming in a natural medicine I would just take them like okay well you just take it and then you don't have inflammation or whatever between that and 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 the anesthesia even though it's it's been almost a week now I I still can feel like my senses are not as alert as they usually are it's like there's still stuff running through my body and now I'm going through a detox to making to make sure that I'm going to be able to eliminate all of these things that have been pumped into my body and uh, that's that's the next step and then after that I just I don't take anything I don't even drink alcohol just because I prefer to be alert and awake and I think that's one of the biggest protests because you know the media shows us hey it's okay to get drunk it's okay to 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 even nowadays it's kind of like it's okay to smoke weed it's, it's marijuana it's 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 legal in so many states and all this stuff it's like yeah but what is the cost and what is the benefit you know I I think that the cost is alertness and awake being awake because at least me I used to smoke marijuana back in the day when I was a teenager and uh, it would definitely make me less alert 
and it's something that would make my mind race and disperse and there are there's justifications like well it's an herb and all of these different things but I'm just like yeah but it makes me less less uh, active it makes me less responsible and what this planet needs right now is at least three percent that are taking responsibility for the group you know that are willing to make the changes necessary so if you go to your school like if you're a parent and you go to the school there are certain situations that the children are dealing with and it takes some parents three percent of the parents you know it takes a certain quantity of parents that are going to say hey that's not okay we need to make a change and i know that uh, you know somebody just told me recently there was uh, somebody in laredo texas where i'm from when i where i grew up that in one of the schools she really stood up for putting organic foods in the school which i thought was so incredible you know it, is, it just takes somebody that's really persistent and determined and has good communication to be able to actually create a, a positive change for the generations to come for the schools so that the kids have better better things you know better opportunities and and they're more awake and alert there are so many opportunities for our kids to get drugged uh, through medications and we have to figure out alternatives to keep them awake and alert and learning. You know, knowledge is so important, but we don't even learn to use a dictionary anymore. That's one of the biggest things for me when I was younger. It was like, they just teach you about context clues. It's like, yeah, just guess what the definition is. And you just go around and you're just guessing what that, but one, one word can have up to 17 or 20 definitions. I mean, how, how is a kid supposed to guess? You can completely miss, misunderstand the concept if you don't look up the word in a dictionary. It's mind-blowing, you know? And so most, pe- most people that I know aren't using dictionaries when they're learning things. And so it's a very important thing to just grab the dictionary and really make sure you understand the concepts because the knowledge is in the books. The knowledge is in the words. If we don't know the words, we don't understand the knowledge we can't apply it and so it keeps us being less aware you know it keeps us being less effective because we don't understand there's so many different kinds of traps on this planet there's so many different traps for our children from the food system to the medications that are being pumped to to young children to the lack of use of dictionaries Uh, you know so many different problems in health So it takes very responsible parents, parents who are willing to know and parents who are willing to stay alert and awake and communicate with their children and really just be there for them, you know, and and just be responsible. And so those three percenters are the ones that are really going to take responsibility for the entire thing. And I think that if you're listening to this, you've gotten this far, it's because you you know that something has to change, that the, the way things are going statistically as a group, whether it's our health, the condition of our children, uh, so many different things, even as adults, the, the state of chronic disease in our country is just crazy off the charts, you know? I'm just gonna give you a few statistics. For autism, it used to be that one out of every 10,000 children would have autism. Nowadays, it's one in every 36. And if this statistic keeps going, one out of every two by the year 2032, one out of every two children will be somewhere on the spectrum of autism. That's absolutely ludicrous. It's not something that we should be seeing, those kinds of numbers. In autism, I mean, autism, if, if somebody's autistic, 
they're not as able to take care of themselves or be responsible for a group, right? They need to be taken care of. And who's going to take care of them? If that's our future generation, who's going to take care of the world? Who's going to take care of the planet? Who's going to take care of the country? That's not a good situation. On top of that, we have 75% of adults over 40 years old that have been diagnosed with a chronic disease. Over 40 years old. When you're 40, you're not even half at half of your life. There's no way that we should have 75% of people over the age of 40 diagnosed with chronic disease. And then one out of every three people are diabetic. You know, that's a huge statistic. That's crazy. This, those aren't numbers that we used to see. And those are all things that we can actually help and change. But we need the proper education, the proper knowledge to actually make sure that we don't fall into those statistics. And so the craziest stat of all of them was that, that I read was that it was one every 54 seconds, somebody dies of cancer. Imagine less than a minute, everyone's just one person is just dying of cancer. That statistic is blows my mind because that's not something that should happen. And so there's a lot of information, there's a lot of knowledge regarding health and what we can do for our bodies, but not just for us, right? One of one thing is for us to maintain our health. Once you get healthy, what you'll notice once you get out of pain and you get more energy, good mental focus, good mood, what naturally happens from there is that your attention goes from putting your attention on yourself, suddenly putting your attention out in the world. You just have no attention on yourself because your body is running well. And that's what we want. We want to get your body to be as healthy as possible because then after that, your attention, boom, it naturally goes out. Suddenly you start helping your husband, your wife, your children, people around you, your friends, your family. You know, you just naturally start creating more. You start becoming more more responsible and you're just like, well, what about other people? Well, what about them? How, what can we do for them? And that's that's what we need, you know? But it, it doesn't make any sense to force somebody to be responsible, to force somebody to care about someone else. That's not a natural progression. To me, the natural progression is you give somebody good information that they can actually apply. You help them with their health or help yourself with your health. Once you do that, you learn enough information, you, you fix your own uh, body problems, you just naturally will see that you have more energy to help others, naturally willingness to contribute and want to do something for other people because you just, you are handled, you know? And that's exactly what we want. That's why it's a 3%. The ones that are listening to this podcast are, are part of the 3%ers is because you're you're looking for knowledge, you're taking responsibility for yourself, you're trying to handle some situation that you're in and you're not just accepting the status quo. You know that it can be different, it can be better, and there's something that you can do about it. That's the one thing I've always rejected is that somebody says, well, there's nothing you can do about it. Whether it's health, life, relationships, whatever it is, if somebody says to me, oh, there's nothing you can do about it, I'm just like, okay, get out of my way. I'm gonna look for a solution. And that's what the three percenters do. They look for a solution. They do not accept uh, being a complete effect of life. Instead, they try to do something about it for themselves, uh, for the, for their families, and for the future. So yeah, that's kind of what I want to mention. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Hopefully, you're you're vibing with the idea of the three percent because we really do need three percenters, three percent of the population to, to really make a huge dent in in health, in life, in the future generations. And uh, we just kind of have to come together and share good information 
and then uh, just you know continue to do things positive things for for our group so that we can continue to thrive yeah so share this information with anybody else that you think is a three percenter and thanks so much for tuning in and i will i will see you on the flip side